You're listening to Comedy Central. March 26, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Fantastic. Welcome to it. Our guest tonight, Tyler Perry, is joining us, everyone. It's going to be a really fun chat, but first, let's start with the big news that happened over the weekend. Students march on Washington and cities across the country against gun violence. Parkland, Florida, New York, Washington, Minneapolis, among the more than 800 rallies taking place globally. They're calling this the largest youth-led protest since the Vietnam War era. The largest youth-led protest. Give it up for those kids. That was insane. That was amazing. I mean, did you see that? Look, look at all those kids. It's like a Roy Moore fantasy come to life. There's like so many. Like, there were so many kids that like the march looked like every single parent went out of town this weekend. Yeah, and then their kids threw the most productive house party ever. Now, it would be impressive enough if these kids just organized hundreds of thousands of people too much, but they also called those people to action. Parkland survivor Emma Gonzalez silently demonstrating the amount of time it took the gunman to turn her world upside down. Since the time that I came out here, it has been six minutes and 20 seconds. Among the young people center stage, the nine-year-old granddaughter of Dr. Martin Luther King. My grandfather had a dream that his four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that enough is enough. Oh, that little girl is so adorable. She's so adorable, but it must be so stressful being a member of the King family because you can't just have normal dreams. <laughs> it's like, hey, honey, how'd you sleep last night? Good. What did you dream about? Oh, I dreamt that I went to the supermarket naked. You go back and sleep. <laughs> and you don't wake up until your dream inspires people! But props to that girl, man. She's definitely going places. Of course, given that she's MLK's granddaughter, the FBI is probably tapping her toy phone as we speak. <laughs> now, as always, not everyone is totally on board with this movement. And I'm talking about people like former senator and 8 p.m. curfew in human form, Rick Santorum. How about kids, instead of looking to someone else to solve their problem, do something about maybe taking CPR classes or trying to deal with, with situations that with, there is a violent shooter that you can How are they looking at other people? To to, I, I would ask you, <clears throat> they took action. Yeah, they took action to ask someone to pass a law. They didn't take action to say, how do I, well, as an individual, deal with this uh, problem? Yeah, according to former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum, citizens asking their lawmakers to make laws is just them passing the buck. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of logic is that? Like, he would make one hell of a 911 operator. So, like, 911, what? There's an intruder in your house? Well, how about you try getting him out <laughs> instead of asking the police to solve all of your crimes, okay? Next call. Hello, 911, what's that, a fire? Well, have you thought of CPR? I didn't think so. <laughs> Please stay on the line for a quick survey. Thank you very much. 
Like, clearly, people like Rick Santorum think that kids should be shot and not heard. But we at The Daily Show disagree. So we sent Desi Lydic down to D.C. to connect with the youth. As The Daily Show's junior youth correspondent, I could certainly relate to the high school teens marching against gun violence. You could just feel the optimistic energy. These kids had a lot to say. Luckily, I spoke their language. Background checks. Fleek, fresh, or fam? None of those apply completely. It's like not the correct use, I don't think, for background checks. The NRA, whack, salty, or bay? Is there a none of the above? Would you rank my condescending your language as dank, lit, or lit AF? Dank. Dank. Teens are the only ones mobilizing this movement, not those like old adults. So like, does it kind of make it uncool if they actually do listen? And then don't you think they'll also take credit for it? It doesn't really matter who takes credit for it. It just matters that the change has to come. I learned a lot, including how to dab. It was clear America's grown-ups had failed at enacting any change. We adults would have to count on the next generation to solve all the rest of our difficult problems. All right, American high schoolers, you have started a conversation about guns that could actually move towards legislation. So, which one of you wants to take on North Korea? Perfect. Middle East conflict. Are you sure you can handle it? You're wearing a choker. Immigration reform. Yep. And uh, U.S. tax code. Which one of you is the biggest nerd? Yeah, that seems right. Okay. Go work your teen magic on it. When you have all the answers, just uh, slide it in my DMs. Our job isn't really to solve all these issues. That's Congress's job. <laughs> wow, you really are young. <laughs> that is hilarious. Do you know what climate change is? Yes. Good, because you're going to have to solve it. Start with this. everyone. Now, now, this weekend's March for Our Lives may have been the biggest news in terms of quality. But when it comes to news quantity, nobody beats President Trump. And over the span of the weekend, Trump made so much news happen that we don't have the time to cover it all. Luckily, not enough time is the perfect amount of time for our recurring segment, Ain't Nobody Got Time For That, Trump Edition. <laughs> Let's start with the big news of the day. Trump is getting tough on Russia. President Trump ordering the expulsion of 60 Russian diplomats the United States has identified as intelligence officers. Plus, he's closing the Russian consulate in Seattle. The White House says the move comes in response to the nerve agent attack on a former Russian spy and his daughter in the UK. Dozens of Russian diplomats have been expelled. They will have, by the way, about one week to get out of this country. One week? That's not a lot of time to cram all your poisonings in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now with this deadline, Russians are gonna be running around like perfume salespeople at Macy's, just gonna be like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Nerve gas by Kremlin. <laughs> you, you know why Trump probably did this though, right? Someone told him, they're like, sir, if you sign this, everyone working for Russia has to leave the US. And he was like, yay, I'm free. <laughs> Putin, I'm coming home, baby. It's like, no, not you, sir. Oh, damn it, stuck. <laughs> oh, and before he kicked out the Russians, Trump also got rid of his national security advisor, H.R. McMaster, and replaced him with elderly Lorax, John Bolton. <laughs> now, for many people, for many people, Bolton taking over for McMaster is terrifying. Because unlike McMaster, Bolton is horny for war with North Korea and Iran, and he's one of the very few people left who still thinks the Iraq war was a good idea. Yeah, 
So now, we, we could talk about how Bolton's policies could throw America into a never-ending spiral of unwinnable wars, but we don't really have the time. Because thanks to another Trump decision, America is actually going to have fewer troops. President Trump has issued an order banning transgender people from serving in the military, except under, quote, limited circumstances. You know, I'm not going to lie. I really don't understand this decision. I mean, if you're looking for brave people to join the military, you don't have to look any further than trans people. Like, you think it takes guts to fight in Syria? Try being trans and walking into a restroom in Alabama. That's bravery, my friends. That's bravery. So, so in the span of a weekend, transgender soldiers and Russians are out. Colonel Mustache is in. And if that wasn't enough, Donald Trump kept the government open, but he wasn't happy about it. President Trump signed that $1.3 trillion spending bill after threatening the veto because his border wall wasn't fully funded and there was no fix, he said, for DACA. The president signing what was a monster piece of legislation, reluctantly. There are some things that we should have in the bill. But I say to Congress, I will never sign another bill like this again. I'm not going to do it again. Oh, sucks when people make you do something you don't want to do, Donald. No. <laughs> it's funny how Trump sold himself as the best deal maker of all time, but he's being forced to sign a deal that he doesn't like. Yeah, and his big threat is that he won't do it again. Yeah. I guess that's the kind of negotiator that left him stuck with Eric and Don Jr. in the divorce. Is that what happened? <laughs> All right, fine, I'll take those little weirdos this time, but next divorce, I'm standing my ground. <laughs> now, unfortunately, we don't have the time to talk about how Trump promised to cut the deficit, but instead has spent money like Lil Wayne at an out-of-network dentist, because the Trump news that's been swallowing everything this weekend happened when the star of your sex dreams sat down with Stormy Daniels to discuss her alleged affair <laughs> with Donald Trump. And my friends, it was creepy. You had sex with him? Yes. It started off uh, all about him, just talking about himself. And he's like, uh, have you seen my new magazine? And I was like, someone should take that magazine and spank you with it. And I was like, turn around, drop him. And I just gave him a couple swats. This was done in a joking manner? Yes. And uh, from that moment on, he was a completely different person. How so? He quit talking about himself, and he asked me things, and I asked him things, and it just became like, you know more appropriate. Ew. <laughs> Donald Trump likes to be spanked? I did not need to know that. <laughs> and you know what makes it weirder is that when he's spanked, he becomes a nice guy and starts opening up. <laughs> you know Bob Mueller is watching this interview, right? <laughs> you know that. And now he's gonna walk into the interrogation room with a rolled-up magazine like, okay, Donald, time to talk about Russia. <laughs> gonna be like, it started with, ow, a meeting, ow, at Trump Town, ow! I've been a bad boy. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight has 20 feature films, 20 plays, nine TV shows, and a major film studio to his name. He wrote, produced, and directed his latest film called Acrimony. Please welcome Tyler Perry! <laughs> Why the hell it takes so long for me to be invited here, man? What do you mean, why did it take so long? You are Tyler Perry. You're an extremely busy person. You <laughs> have 20 films under your belt. You have 20 plays. You have a production I studio. Yeah, you, you have a lot of things going on at the same time. You're I extremely you su that. successful. 
When you, when you started off, when you were doing your first Medea, did you, did you think it was gonna get to this? Did you think one day Medea would gross $500 million? Hell no, or I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you would've... sound like Trump with the presidency. Right, wouldn't do the presidency. No, no, because you know, that, that's really freaking annoying, man, to be a guy in that costume and doing that that long. But people love it though. They you know, love it, you but know, you, they... know what, you know what people love? It's like, people love it and people love trashing it at the same time. Yes. But like, Medea has this thing where I've been in a movie watching Medea with people and you cannot help but cheer when she starts beating a man's ass on the screen. There's some, like, you'll be like, oh, man, Medea, 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 and then she starts beating someone, you're like, yeah! yeah. You get yeah. into it. Go get Donald Trump, Medea, <laughs> yeah. go get Donald Trump. Yeah, I get, it. I get it, I get it, I get it. That's exactly what you're thinking I get it. of, right? I get it. But, but it's, it's, it's blown up in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, did you always see yourself as a businessman or, or, or was it something that organically grew from Tyler Perry uh, writing, directing, Tyler Perry producing, Tyler, Tyler Perry? Did, did you envision this as a mogul or is it something that became in build, time? Build, totally building a brand. I approached it from building a brand. The artistry wasn't that important in the beginning. That's why I'm so excited about Acrimony being, being my first time to actually express art on, on, for Color Girls in this one was the one where I feel like I'm really right, expressing right, right. an artistic side of me. But no, I was focusing on the business because I had a plan. I wanted to own a studio. I had things that I wanted to do and I wanted to serve my audience well so that they could allow me to do this and they have. That's interesting that you went for the business side of it first to yeah. enable you to then do the passion projects. Yeah. Acrimony is a story that touches on so many topics that I think everyone can relate to. Uh, it's love gone wrong. Yeah. It's uh, people, you know, questioning each other in terms of infidelity. Yeah. It's cheating or not cheating. Where do, you, where do you get these stories from? Like, what life are you living? That these are all the, like, cause this is like a theme and I've noticed whenever you put a pen to paper. No, I'm, I'm the counsel to a lot of my friends. And a lot of my friends have gone through this. And I, what fascinated me about writing this story is that there were, I would hear her story and I would hear his side and then they weren't the same. And I thought, wow, right. why don't I write a movie where you've got these people telling their dueling stories and then let the audience decide who's telling the truth. I like the idea that you sitting there and your friends are like, and, and then my heart was broken. You're like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. say, say it again, my heart was, your oh, heart was. a good one, lies, a good oh, line right there. Line. Yeah, I could yeah. never live with him. Yeah, that yeah, was that's great. Right. That's right, that's that right. That was great. So don't call me if you have an issue. <laughs> Tell it right now. Do, do your friends ever watch the movies and then like just turn, like I can picture what people in the cinema and then just turning and looking at you? I don't watch them with them. Oh, nice. I don't watch them with them. <laughs> I'll show up at the premiere, I'm like, okay, y'all enjoy it, I'll be over here. Right, and Acrimony is, is, is not just a cool story. You, you have an amazing cast as well. Taraji P. Henson yeah. starring in the movie. Yeah. She's been a blowout star. What's it like working with her? Crazy. Taraji, Taraji's really great because she's not one of those actors that's so deep and into every scene, every moment, and I must concentrate and focus for hours before I can go on to set. No, she's not that at all. Right. She, she, she does the scene, she'll be deep, she'll be in tears, and the next minute, I'll, I'll say cut. She'll say, okay, I need some crab legs and some wine. What are we going for dinner kind of thing? Like, she's amazing. Wait, she can just flip it like that? Just like that. Just like that. That's amazing, actually. The deep thespians are really troublesome to me. I can't hardly work with them often. <laughs> You'd be good at that. You should do that. Yeah, that's a new character. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Medea goes to the, like, Stratford. <laughs> yeah, Medea goes to Stratford. Come Stratford. on. See Medea it now. goes to Stratford. That's to be it. or not to be. Mm -mm. <laughs> to be or not to be at all. Yes, there it is. There it is. There it is. That's a new one. I, I want to credit. I wrote it oh, with for you. Sure. Um, for sure. For sure. The studios in Atlanta are something that everybody speaks about when they go to Atlanta. I remember when I went there and the, someone, we were driving past and I was like, what's that? And this one was like, oh, that's Tyler Perry's movie studios. Mm. And I was like, ha that's funny. Mm. And and they're like, no, seriously, that's Tyler Perry's movie studios. Yeah. You have built a movie studio that is, I now believe, bigger than Warner Brothers, yeah. and you are still, still building still the studio. Yeah. And 
on top of that, on top of that, which is really amazing, I, I, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this may be the first wholly black-owned movie right. studio that's in America. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. 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 That's that's a, that's a big deal for many reasons. Why do you feel it's so important for you to own your own studio and have a black-owned studio? Well, only listen. There's an amazing thing that's happening right now. Every everybody's getting a chance to tell the stories of Issa Rae, Donald Glover, Black Panther. You got all these great things happening. But ownership is the key to make sure that longevity stays. So right. I own everything. I would not sell a script. I would not sell a film. I would not sell the TV shows. Nothing. I owned it all. And to own a studio and have Black Panther be shot there, which which part of it was, right, 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 yeah, and all of these other other movies being shot there, it's really, really phenomenal because ownership is the key to generational wealth, right. generational changes. And I think that's what we need to learn as people of color. That's amazing, man. Yeah. You, you, you've done a big thing. You've, uh, you've made a lot of money doing it. Is there one thing that money has changed in your life that you would never want to let go of? Like, mm -hmm. is, this, is there something where you go like, and it's, got, it's like something benign, but where you go like, yeah, money just, if it wasn't for, the, like, this is the one thing I want to stay rich for. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? You know, just to not have to fly on a commercial plane is really cool. That's really cool. I know it's not a small thing, but it's really, really yeah, cool. I, I Why like, are you looking at me like I that? Small, I thought you were going to be like Madagascan grapes. No, 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 no. Just Flying to, on my own plane is a small not, thing that I enjoy. Just to not have to go... Also, oh, so, so it's just you on a plane, like you, your own don't plane. Don't act like you are not doing the same no, thing, but buddy. I will have people because we are going to a comedy festival. So it's just you. Is it you? Do you like sometimes go sit in the other seats and play other characters? <laughs> You've got to do that just you'll to be, make the plane feel you'll full. You'll be very happy to know tomorrow there are twelve people on the plane. Oh no, okay, yeah. that's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so twelve. Yeah. People. I thought it was just like you, For and you'd be like, part. man, this plane is nice, and then you go to the other side and be like, mm, dear also thinks it's nice. <laughs> That's good. That's good, man. That's rich. Oh, That's man. rich. Yeah, you think <laughs> That's so? rich. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for being on the show. Man. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be in theaters. We love Taraji P. Hansen. March 30th. Tyler Perry, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.